Welcome to Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. I'm your host, Tekla, and I'm ready to guide you on a transformative journey of holistic health and self-discovery using the power of the Law of Attraction. We've all heard tales of manifesting fortunes and jet-set adventures, but this, this is a different journey. Here we focus on achieving abundant health, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. With the Law of Attraction, I've healed chronic pain, overcome a diagnosed mental illness, and reverse PCOS. We're all about realigning our energies to manifest our full potential. As we focus inward, raising our vibration, you'll be astounded by the ease at which the universe responds. Once you focus on yourself, the rest just falls into place. My goal for each weekly episode is to provide you with practical, easy to apply steps that you can weave directly into your daily routine. Together, we'll navigate the path to achieving your own health and wellness goals. So let's dive right in. Hello, my wellness witches. I'm your host, Tekla. This is Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. And today, I am excited to report that I'm a self-appointed gluten-free baking star. I've absolutely nailed the art of homemade gluten-free bread, and I am living for it. If you're gluten-free, you know that gluten-free bread sucks. The food industry has nailed so many gluten-free foods like gluten-free pasta is really good now, crackers, baked goods, they're pretty good too, but gluten-free bread from the grocery store gets a zero. That's right, a zero out of ten. It always falls apart in your hand, you can barely make a sandwich out of it, and the taste just in no way mirrors real bread. It is an incredibly sad situation for us gluten-free friends, and so I decided recently that I'm just going to learn how to make my own. I did the research, had a few fails, and now I'm living my best gluten-free goddamn life over here. Look, is it as good and fresh, crusty, and tasty as a nice baked sourdough loaf? No, absolutely not. But it is tasty, it doesn't fall apart in your hand, and the best part is it has no fillers, binders, or additives, and I love that. So I'm adding that to my resume, Certified Gluten-Free Baking Star. I'm hoping there are no follow-up questions from future employers about that, but we'll roll with it. As you know, every week I like to practice gratitude for something I'm thankful for in my life. And this week I received a message from a listener and it really, really moved me and I'm so grateful for it. I'm going to read the message. She discovered the podcast through Instagram just for context. Hi, Tekla. Oh my God. I went onto your page today and saw you had a podcast. Oh my God. It's what I've needed today. I am launching my business and the nerves are taking over. But I've been listening to a few of your episodes like the Crystal Magic one. I've been sleeping with green adventuring all night in my hand. I love it. You have a new subscriber, five stars all day long. Receiving that DM just boosted my vibration so high and it's been that way all week. I love hearing feedback about the podcast and how it's making a difference in your life and it's Funny because I talk to you all every week and you know so much about me and my life, and I know very little about all of you. That's why the reviews and the DMs are just so impactful for me. Because on my side, it's me in my office recording away, and I know there are hundreds and hundreds of you listening every week, but kind of a solo gig. I can't physically see you all, so getting to hear more about your life really just lifts me up. And that got me thinking. You all listen individually, but on my end, I feel like we're a community, so I want to share a little bit about the Wellness Witches as a collective. 
This is what I know about all of you from the podcast analytics reports I get access to. So let's start with location. About 77% of you are in the U.S. and 10% of you are in Australia. And then we have handfuls of you all across the U.K. and Europe, in Italy, Belgium, France. We even have some listeners in Morocco, South Africa, Panama, and Canada. Our top city is Seattle, followed closely by New York and Denver. And I lived in both in New York and Denver, so I love to see that representation there. I've never actually been to Seattle, and I've always wanted to go, so a big shout out to all of you listening from there because there are so many of you. I also know that most of you identify as female, almost 90%, and that more than 50% of you are between the ages of 28 and 34. So now you know a little bit more about the Wellness Witch community, and a big thank you to everyone tuning in and investing your time and energy with me and this podcast. And on that note, let's get into today's topic. We're talking about decision-making when it comes to health and wellness. So most importantly, why are we talking about this? Because navigating your health and wellness, especially in a state of dis-ease, can be so overwhelming. And as you heard last week, I've been through so many different diagnoses that I can barely keep track anymore. The majority of which I've healed from and recovered from, and I'm so grateful for that. But as you heard, the journey wasn't smooth. That's the harsh reality of the situation. And if you're in a position now or you have been in the same position before, you know what that's like. The democratization of information is definitely an advantage in this day and age because the doctors and the healthcare professionals, they're not the gatekeepers anymore. You can research and learn more about any condition really easily. But because it's so accessible now, and because everyone has a different take and opinion about it, it can be too much to explore, process, and make a decision at times. And that's why I wanted to talk about it today. Because I learned how to make decisions that just feel so much more in alignment with my higher self, and it's just four easy steps. And those four steps changed my life. And I'm hoping that it can really help you too. So let's get into it. How do I make decisions about my health? Step one, I gain as much information as possible, but I do that within a set window of time. And I time box that step because I want to avoid spending weeks and weeks researching because that is where we usually get stuck. I can promise you there is always more to learn about something. And the reality is we're never going to know it all. And even if you did spend hundreds of hours learning, new research, new experts, and new perspectives come out every single day. So you're never going to be 100% on top of all of that. So before I even get onto Google, I decide how long I'm going to spend in discovery. That's what I call it, discovery. We're in learning mode. There isn't any judgment or evaluation happening in this step. We're just data gathering. If it's a smaller decision, like do I want to introduce this new supplement, I limit that discovery to maybe like one or two hours maximum. If it's a bigger decision, for example, do I want to invest time, energy, and resources into an experimental treatment or try a new type of therapy or something along those lines, that decision takes more time and so more discovery. For me, discovery for a bigger decision like that would be about five or six hours. And if it's a really big decision like surgery or something potentially life-changing, maybe like 10 to 12 hours. 
And you don't have to do this all in one day, right? Just take it in hour chunks when you can. You also don't have to research just online. Social media can be a really good place to hear a variety of opinions and perspectives. That said, you need to be making informed decisions about your health and wellness based on information from several sources. Those decisions should not be made based on one Instagram reel or a TikTok video you saw and you watched for less than a minute. That's a red flag immediately. Again, why is this so important? Because we only want to make informed decisions about our health and wellness. Okay, step two. I take a moment and I think about it more rationally and logically. And when I say a moment, I really mean just a brief moment, like 15 to 20 minutes maximum. And I think about what the pros and the cons are, and I list them out because that helps me. And if that's not your thing, that's okay. Just think about the facts. What evidence is there in support of this decision or against this decision? And again, don't get stuck here. You've got to get this step done and move on. Let's walk through an example. I'm going to use intermittent fasting because I recently had to make this decision and it was a really big one for me given my past experience with an eating disorder. Intermittent fasting is fasting for 16 hours and leaving your eating window to 8 hours. So I went through the pros and cons. This was recommended to me by my new integrative doctor who knew my history, both my physical, medical history, and my mental health history. And she recommended this to me because it can help to stabilize and manage hormones in women with a history of imbalance or PCOS. As you know, my hormones are balanced now. However, I'm looking for new ways to manage that and support my body on a long-term basis. So on my list of pros, I had supports hormone balance, improves metabolic health, can increase energy, can improve mental clarity, can enhance autophagy. And that is a natural process of cleaning out your damaged cells and regenerating newer, healthier ones. It also helps to reduce inflammation, and that's been an issue for me in the past. I've had friends who've had good experiences with intermittent fasting. Also, it doesn't involve counting calories or anything like that. And it was recommended by my integrative doctor. So all of those things went on my pro list. We are halfway through now. And I want to pause here for a brief moment and ask you to take the next 30 seconds to help me out. While we're awaiting a sponsor, I'm taking the opportunity to promote our podcast even more. This podcast grows most rapidly through the number of reviews on Apple Podcasts and the number of star ratings on Spotify. I'd like to ask you, yes you, to take a moment and rate, review, and of course subscribe. You can leave a rating and review on Apple by scrolling down to the bottom of the show page. On Spotify, you can leave a star rating at the top of the show page under the show description. I'm giving you 10 more seconds to help me out, and then we'll be back to regularly scheduled programming. Thank you so much. It helps me more than you know. And we're back. Now for the cons. And the biggest con for me was the idea of restricting my eating in any way after recovering from an eating disorder. And this one was mostly a fear-based reaction that I couldn't trust myself or my body and I would fall back into those distorted eating patterns. Also, this is a more rigid eating schedule and that might not work with my lifestyle or my social commitments. 
Like, what if I want to go out and have a late dinner with a friend at 8 or 9 p.m.? Like, I didn't want to be restricted by that. I didn't love the idea that this was diet-like. I was terrified of feeling hungry because that's still very triggering for me. I also knew this would be a big change to my daily routine. And I would likely have to think more about when I can eat, and I don't love thinking too much about when to eat or what to eat or anything like that. I also listed weight loss on this side of the equation because that's not the goal, but it is a potential outcome, and that might be triggering for me also, and had the potential to skew my opinion. Remember, in this step, we're not deciding yet. You're just sorting the data. And you need to be honest with yourself during this step. Be realistic about the commitment and the potential impact on your life. You also should consider the underlying reasons for your interest. Remember, you can't lie to yourself or to the universe. For me, I had to honestly ask myself, is it purely for health reasons? I had to ask, is there a part of you that's seeking validation or acceptance? And are you aiming to reach an unrealistic standard set by beauty or social media influences? And you can see that those factors, those went onto the list. The purpose is to clear the clutter of overwhelming information and just hone in on the key points that will guide your decision. And why is it important not to linger too long in this phase? Because the more time you spend analyzing and overthinking, the higher the risk of decision paralysis. You'll be less likely to make a decision, or the decision will become so fraught and so complex that it might not even serve its original purpose anymore. Remember, this is about your wellness, and your decisions should ultimately serve your peace of mind and holistic health. Now you can see, even after that step, there are some really compelling reasons on either side of the equation. So what do we do about that? This is why we need step three. And step three is really about tapping into your inner wisdom and allowing your intuition to guide your decision. It's where we move beyond the rational, data-driven analysis of the decision and connect with how it would actually feel to have made that decision. It's not about guessing or imagining the future, but about tapping into your sense of self-awareness, self-love, and intuition to make the decision that aligns best with your inner being. And when you ask yourself that question, would it feel good to have done it? Don't just consider the immediate outcome. Look beyond to how it would impact your life overall. How would it make you feel about yourself? Would it align with your values, your lifestyle, and the image you have created of your best self? This step is vital because Our emotional response to a decision often gives us so much more information and a more complete understanding than just the pros and the cons. Our emotions can help guide us to decisions that are more fulfilling and in line with our true selves. And in the case of intermittent fasting, when I projected myself into the future, having done it, I could see the potential benefits significantly outweighed my fears. I imagined the energy, the hormone balance, the overall well-being that could come with this change. I visualize myself waking up each day knowing that I'm nurturing my body in a way that supports my long-term health and well-being. I imagine myself going through my day with increased mental clarity and energy. I visualized having meaningful connections during my eating window and using those fasting periods for more productive, focused work. And when I felt into that vision, I realized that it really resonated with me. It felt right. It felt aligned with who I am and who I want to be. And that's when I knew that despite my fears and doubts, it was the right decision for me. That said, some people get to this step 
And once they think about how they feel having made that decision, they realize it's a fuck no. They get to this point and they're like, I should not do this. They think about and see themselves in the future and realize it is just not for them. This is a game-changing step. You can have all of the evidence in the world, but if your intuition and your feeling is telling you that you shouldn't be doing this, then don't do it. Remember, you're not failing if you reach this step and you decide to pull back. In fact, you're succeeding in listening to your intuition and honoring your personal boundaries. That is a win in the realm of self-care. Now, this step shouldn't be ignored or rushed, but it should only really take a few minutes as you contemplate this scenario because deep down, you know what's right for you. It's about tuning in and listening to that intuitive voice inside you that knows what's best for you. Remember, the goal of this process isn't to make the perfect decision. It's to make the decision that's right for you in this moment based on the information you have. And sometimes that information comes from within. So in the end, I decided to give intermittent fasting a try. And that doesn't mean it's the right decision for everyone, but it was the right decision for me. And remember, making this decision doesn't mean that I'm committed forever, and it doesn't mean that you're committed forever. You can always reassess and make different decisions as you learn and as you grow. After all, your health and wellness is a journey. It's an ongoing process of growth, learning, and refinement. And that brings me to the fourth and final step. Try it and reevaluate. You're not going to get any results without action. It just won't happen. You can do all the research, you can think rationally, you can feel intuitively, but you won't truly know if a decision is right until you've actually made it and you've actually tried it. When I decided to try intermittent fasting, I didn't expect to get it perfectly right from day one. I saw it as a journey, an experiment, where I was kind of like a scientist, observing this new practice and how it was affecting my body and my mind. And after a few weeks, I realized it still felt good. I didn't find myself overthinking eating or obsessing over food decisions. I wasn't consumed by any disordered thoughts. And I was still drinking my morning coffee, and that was glorious. It really was a small, minimal change in my life. And on the few days where I am hungry in the morning and I want to eat, I just do it. It's not about perfection. It's about what feels right to you in the moment. And importantly, always listening to your body. If something feels off or you're not experiencing the benefits that you expected, don't hesitate to reassess and adjust. Again, it's not a failure. It's just part of the process. If I had found out that intermittent fasting was causing me more stress or triggering old habits or not providing the benefits I was hoping for, I would have no hesitation in reevaluating and adjusting my approach. You get to decide what works best for you. This decision-making process is designed to empower you, to take the stress out of decision-making and help you make decisions that are the best for your unique health and wellness needs. Remember, wellness is not a destination. It's a journey. It's not linear. And this process is designed to guide you in navigating that journey, just one decision at a time. And the beauty of this decision-making process is that it's super versatile. It isn't confined solely to your health and wellness. It can be applied across different areas of your life. I'm going to give you a few examples. Would it feel good to have started my own business? Would it feel good to have accepted this new job offer? 
Would it feel good to have bought a house in this neighborhood? Think about yourself. One year, two years, three years in the future, living in that house in that neighborhood. How would you feel? Would it feel good to have made that investment? Picture yourself making that decision and lean into the feelings associated. It will serve you well in the future, and I know it. So what do I want you to work on this week? You know what I'm going to say. Choose one decision you're currently grappling with, and it can be big or small, related to health or wellness or not, and apply this four-step decision-making process that we covered today. Remember, the goal is not to achieve perfection, but just to make decisions with greater ease, trust, and clarity. Spend time in discovery. Take a moment for rational thought, and then tap into your feelings and remember it's perfectly okay to try something and reevaluate. See how it feels. The aim is to cultivate a more trusting and intuitive decision-making style. I listed this four-step process in the show notes for you so you don't have to go back through this whole episode and you have easy access to it later on. Okay, friends, if you want to join our community of amazing wellness witches, please hop over to Instagram and give us a follow at Heal Yourself with L-O-A, and that's L-O-A as in the law of attraction. All other social links and contact details are all in the show notes if you need them. And that's all for today, witches. Peace, love, and mung beans. Bye.